I think what's also frustrating in terms of the pivot is that there really isn't anything to pivot to. You know, if you wanted something big and sexy, there are other moves to make, and we'll get to those, but they're all minor. They're all minor, minor moves. Nobody is on the same level as Correa. So there isn't this other guy that we as Met fans can look to and say, ah, F Correa, go sign him. That guy's not out there. You know, I've heard this theory of, boy, when Steve Cohen gets angry, he'll do something big. He got mad at Steven Matz's agent. He signed Max Scherzer. He got mad at Jacob DeGrom's press conference or whatever. He signs Verlander, Senga, Quintana, even though I know the timetable on that isn't accurate. But the point is this idea that Cohen gets mad. I don't want Steve Cohen to get mad right now because there is no free agent to sign. And the one thing I don't want to see him do, and this would make him a bad owner, this would make me question him and turn on him, and he hasn't done this yet, is demanding his GM go trade for that guy. And I don't care the cost. Because that was the bad of George Steinbrenner. We like to talk about Cohen being the new George Steinbrenner. There was good Steinbrenner. There was bad Steinbrenner. Bad Steinbrenner was Jay Buhner for Ken Phelps. Bad Steinbrenner was trading Doug Drabeck, was trading Jose Rijo. I know this is all a long time ago, but that's when bad Steinbrenner existed. There was no bad Steinbrenner in the late 90s because he had this great core. They spent a lot of money and all was good in the world. I don't want, and I don't have any reason to believe Cohen is this guy, by the way. I'm just saying, you know, because people want angry Steve Cohen. I don't want an angry Steve Cohen making a dumb trade. And again, not worried he's going to do that. I don't want to see the Mets... Say, ah, boy, we missed that on Correa? Okay, we'll show the world and make some dopey blockbuster trade. Now, good blockbuster trade I'm down for, but not a dopey one. And I've said this since the beginning of the offseason. I don't want to trade my top prospects. The Mets have a lot of top-end, ready-to-play-in-the-major-league prospects that are soon not even going to be prospects because they've graduated. The Francisco Alvarez's, Brett Beatty, Ronnie Mauricio's tearing up the Winter League. I wonder what that does to his value, but I'm not trying to trade those guys. I'm not in a rush to trade them. And so I don't want to see that happen. So I don't want to see the Mets pivot in some kind of crazy way next year with free agents. And we all know the names, of course. And I expect, and I always have that the Mets are going to be in on everybody. Now that's the world we live in. That's what's different about the Mets. That's why I regret tweeting the new evil empire has arrived when they thought they signed Correa, but I don't because they're going to be that team. What sucks for us is that that's not happening tomorrow. That's not happening this offseason. That's something that's going to happen next offseason. And obviously the trade deadline, they could be aggressive. But as we saw last year, they don't want to trade their top prospects. I don't blame them to a degree. So the real evilness of the empire is going to come with money. And it's going to come in spending. And yeah, do I expect them to be heavily interested in Shohei Otani like I did six months ago? Yeah, that's who we are now. And that's great. That's fantastic. But the idea, and I know this is going to disappoint you and a lot of other Met fans, that they can go do something that matches signing Correa, it's not happening. It's not out there. No, I, I I am on your page with that too. Like I've never once thought like, okay, we can just, we're gonna pivot to this. We're gonna the only person that you can really make a move for is Devers because they didn't guarantee that contract. Oh, but stop. anyway, <laughs> but no. But the reality is, you, I, I am in. We are in no position as Mets fans or Mets organization to deplete our our 
young talent that we have. We don't have enough. So I don't want to make that move either. There's no free agents available. Maybe there's a veteran right-handed bat somewhere that you can possibly bring in, plays the infield, like play third base. Like I, you know, I was always thinking like Evan Lagoria for a cheap contract. Obviously he's, he's picked up already, but I was thinking something like that, but there, that's, that's literally it. And I don't expect much more and I'm fine with it. And that's okay. I, I can't, you can't be desperate now to go and be stupid. No, no. And, and we were having, it's funny. We were having these discussions prior to Correa signing this idea that they need to add another bat. And my guy was Brandon jury who obviously is off the board. Your guy was J.D. Martinez. That was the discussion we had. We put it on pause because we thought they signed Correa. J.D. left. He got his deal with L.A. Drury signed his deal with Anaheim. They're still Anaheim. And we were both like, oh, crap. I lost my guy. You lost your guy. Oh, we got Correa. Who gives a crap? Those guys are off the board, but we can get back to that discussion. I know it sucks to have that discussion after you thought we had Correa. And that's the point. Like, we all know who the names are. You know, Jerickson, Profar, Brian Anderson, Tommy Pham, Trey Mancini, Andrew McCutcheon, Adam Duvall, guys like that. Like, those are the names, and we can go in depth on them. They're not Correa. And I know that that's disappointing. So for the stargazing fans, for the casual fans, for the Yankee fans who are mocking us, they will mock any of those guys being signed. And they don't have to be Carlos Correa, because I want to make something very, very clear. The Mets were never in need of a third baseman. They weren't. They were not in need for a third baseman. They have a guy in Eduardo Escobar who tore it up in September. He was incredible. He was their best hitter in September and had huge clutch moments. But that's really not my lead. My lead is they have Brett Beatty. And people can mock that all they want. Brett Beatty is not Dilson Herrera. Brett Beatty is not Anderson Hernandez. Brett Beatty is the top third base prospect in baseball. That's not me saying it. It's not Billy Epler saying it. That's Baseball America saying it. So the Mets were never in need for a third baseman. I was always comfortable with the idea of Beatty and Escobar and to a degree Luis Guillerme sharing time at third base. They do need to add a bat. The question then becomes, okay, where? Like, where are you playing that guy? And to me, there are two positions, left field and designated hitter. Those are the two positions where I can see the playing time working out. Mark Hanna is a fine player. He doesn't have to play every, every single day. He also can shift over and play center. He can also shift over and play right because Starling Marte is not going to play every day. So you need depth in the outfield. We'll get to LaCastro in a second. I'm very excited about that. But you see what I'm saying? Like you can add a left fielder and that guy can get plenty of at-bats. DH, we're still trying to figure out, okay, who's getting the at-bats at DH? If Beatty breaks through, he could get a lot of at-bats at third base and DH. Eduardo Escobar, if he's hitting as well, can play DH. Daniel Vogelbach ripped up right-handed pitching. I've got no problem with him getting a significant amount of at-bats. Ronnie Mauricio has got to be on everybody's radar because the guy is tearing up winter ball. I think he won the uh, Dominican League MVP, if I'm not mistaken. Mark Vientos against lefties is an option. Francisco Alvarez has to be an option. I know some Met fans were upset. We haven't addressed this yet. That Anthony DeComo, great Met reporter, suggested it's likely Alvarez starts at AAA. We pointed that out a few weeks ago as a possibility after they signed Narvaez. But maybe with no Correa, you can see Alvarez's bat playing as a DH. So they've got a lot of different options, but they could use another right-handed bat. 
especially because I mentioned Vogelbach does crush right-handed pitching. That's where a guy like Adam Duvall does make sense. Trey Mancini's got reverse splits. So I know Mancini's a guy people like, and he does give you position versatility. He did nothing for the Astros last year, by the way. Not that I want to panic about that, but he also doesn't crush lefties. He's actually better against righties than lefties. Uh, Jerickson Profar, I'll tell you why that doesn't appeal to me. If you look at the Met offense a year ago, that was fifth, which I've pointed out, even though people don't want to hear that. They ranked fifth in Major League Baseball in runs per game. Their biggest deficiency was power. That was their biggest problem. Now, having Vogelbach for a full year, having potentially Alvarez for a full year, you've got a chance to certainly have more pop. Already, right off the top, they should hit more home runs. But the Mets were a below-average team at hitting the ball over the fence. That's what they were statistically. They scored a lot of runs. They didn't hit enough home runs. So when you talk about adding a bat, I would prefer a guy that hits the ball over the fence, hence Adam Duvall. Hence why when you talk about all these names, Profar, Gurriel, Pham, Mancini, McCutcheon, uh, Duvall is actually my preference. He mashes lefties, and he hits a ton of home runs. And that's what this offense needs. Right now, that is the fit for this offense. But trust me, I get it. Adam Duvall is a buzzkill after you thought Carlos Correa was going to be on this team. And I absolutely fully understand that. But at some point, we have to have these discussions. Like, we could sit here and just, Correa, 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 it sucks, it sucks, I'm disappointed. Eventually, you got to move on. He's not a Met. Now, there was a lot of mocking today. A lot of Yankee fans mocking us, and maybe some of us deserve that mocking. I don't know. I don't know what you said after they signed Correa. Hoffman's a real crap talker. So God knows what you were saying after they signed Correa. I I did not. I swear. I was very subtle with my jabs. Uh, No, I did not. Listen, I'm I'm not thinking about the Yankees. That's the problem. Like, I might have said the evil empire thing was – I don't think that was a negative uh, jab at the Yankees in particular. It was overall baseball. And I still think you're you're accurate with that statement. So it's nothing. I never once attacked the Yankees. I just was excited about my team and what we're looking forward to in the future. By the way, there's a name that you neglected to mention as far as uh, free agent, right-handed batter. Go ahead. Who am I missing? Now, he had a bad year last year, but he has popped. It's a right-handed power hitter. His name is Nelson Cruz. <laughs> Any chance? Nah, I neglected him because I got few issues. First of all, I mean, isn't he like 42 years old now? Yeah, he, yeah. he's definitely up there. Low he's 40s. 42 years old. He's going to be 43 in July. All right, so you're talking about a guy who's a 42, 43-year-old player. He looked cooked last year. Like He looked like he was done. Like That was it. That's the end of Nelson Cruz. And he offers zero position versatility. You can't stick him in the outfield anymore. You couldn't stick him in the outfield a decade ago when he's costing a team a World Series. So I just think he's a he's a blob. He's a waste. He's a powerful blob. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I do admit he does have pop, if that's the thing that you love. But I don't know, man. I would like a guy that could actually play the outfield Every once in a while. And I just think he's done. Yeah. Like, last year was bad. Know, two years ago, he had 32 home runs, though. I know last year was awful. Last year was awful. But two but years ago, he did it 32 home runs. Plus, he had a decent OPS, batting average, all that stuff. Because Duvall's very low with all the his, – his OPS is fine. But he's batting, what, 200? Well, yeah. I know he's, 
No, no, look, dude, I'm not saying Adam Duvall's a superstar. I'm saying Adam Duvall's a guy who can hit home runs. That's that's my point. Like, he can hit 30 home runs a season. He missed a bunch of time last year, but he had 38 home runs a year ago. You know, you're talking about a guy doing something a year ago, and the difference between Duvall and Cruz is like nine years in age. You know, when a guy's 42 and he's coming off a bad year, I'm not one to believe, oh, he'll have a bounce-back season. He's 42 years old. Look at Pujols. Look at Pujols last year. He finished strong. I mean, what, he had like 20 home runs in like two weeks. Come on. (laughs) Don't give me that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Uh, None of these guys are are flawless, obviously. But I do think of what's available. Adam Duvall is the best option.